there's Louis Armstrong in the Hot Five. Two selections from 1926. The Hot Five was, of course, uh, Satchmo on trumpet, Kid Ori trombone, Johnny Dodds clarinet, Lil Armstrong on piano, and Johnny St. Cyr on banjo. We heard Lonesome Blues and Sweet Little Papa. Well, we're going to continue today's ride on the morning train by heading down to the Fillmore East, 
mother's eye. Oh, she mother's eye. Oh, she mother's eye. Oh, she mother's eye. Came home this morning about half past four.
It's all I do is think about you. That's another track from the album Chapters by Yuna. I've been sharing that with you track by track, week by week. All I Do by Yuna. The album is 2016 Chapters. Before that, from 2009, Diane Birch. The album was named Bible Belt. Uh, celebrating the fact that she was taking off her Bible Belt, a daughter of missionaries, African missionaries who 
moved to New York and started a pop music career. That was a terrific album, great album. It was entitled Bible Belt. The song was nothing but a miracle. Diane Birch, B-I-R-C-H. Before that, The Tempting Temptations gave us You're My Everything. That was Little Walter, who's saying, hate to see you go, Little Walter, from Chess Records and his label mate Muddy Waters before that. I may be getting old, but I've got Young Fashioned Ways. Oh, there's my theme song. Young Fashioned Ways, Muddy Waters, those are both from the uh, early 60s, and the Allman Brothers Band, live at Fillmore East, 1971. Of course, the set opener, Statesboro Blues. This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I am J.D. Buell, and thank you for joining me. Let's begin this next set with some Congotronics from Konono Number 1.
said no more war this boy george there reminding us that war is stupid and people are stupid and love means nothing in some strange quarters i think we find ourselves cornered in one of those strange quarters at this time in history that was the war song culture club from uh, the album Waking Up with a House on Fire, and that was 1984, the war song. Before that, from Molly, Salif Kita, and the uh, 1989 album Koyan, Koyan, and we heard the track Yada, Salif Kita from Molly. Before that, from the Congo, playing their electrified lakembes. Uh, Lakembe is like a large uh, thumb piano. And the band is Konono Number no. 1. They have been around and making extraordinary music since the 1960s and have recently experienced quite a resurgence in popularity. The album uh, from which I took those two 
selections is from 2010. It's named Assume Crash Position. <laughs> and we heard uh, Mama Nobana and the short opening selection there, Thin Legs. Kanono number one here on the morning train with your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Next stop, Caldera, Oregon.
listening to The Morning Train on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. And this is J.D. Buell, and that was The Range. The album is named Potential, and the artist behind that name is James Hinton, who wrote all the music and produced the album Potential. From what I have read, he found vocalists on YouTube and was able to write music and adapt their voices to original compositions. That one was named Florida. It's a 2016 album, Potential, by The Range. Before that, from last year, Battles and their album Lottie Dottie, the song was Nonviolence. How fitting. Nonviolence was the track, Lottie Dottie, The Battles. Before that, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs from 2009. The album was It's Blitz. And we heard Soft Shock from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Before that, a group named Aborigine. And the track was Ur Kutalo, most likely from 2002. I don't know a lot about the history of that particular track. Aborigine is the group Ur Kutalo is what we heard. And that set began with another album from 2016, Laura Gibson's new album, Empire Builder. We heard the track Caldera, Oregon. Well, back after a few weeks, we're going to head into some music from our friend Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Yeah. Yeah. 
after the fire. The fire still burns. Thank you, Pete Townshend. That's from the album Pete Townshend's Deep End Live. The Deep End was the band he formed to tour and promote the album uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes. That's from a concert then in 1986. Pete Townshend's Deep End and After the Fire. Before that, The Who themselves, Roger Daltrey on vocals with Dreaming from the Waste. 1975 was the year for the album The Who by Numbers. Before that, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. If you were listening closely, you may have been surprised by a vocal cameo there from Roger Daltrey. He gets one line in uh, that really fun song, Global Agogo. That's the name of the album. Also, the second album from Joe and the Mescaleros. Uh, what was that, about 1999? Uh, no, 2001 for Global Agogo. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros with Roger Daltrey popping up there. And that's how we moved into The Who. And the morning train is moving now towards the end of the line. So let's begin to wrap up today's show. I don't believe in miracles, but Dee Dee Ramone believed in miracles. And here is Pearl Jam to tell you about it.
Pearl Jam covering a Dee Dee Ramone song from the later portion of the Ramones recording career that was I Believe in Miracles. Pearl Jam from live at Benaroya Hall recorded in October 2003. Well that does it for the morning train today. Thank you for riding along and until we meet next Friday at 10 a.m. This is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Y, those magical 10-letter acronym, stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Nine letters in La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. <laughs> See, I, I always imagine like a Mont when I say yeah. it, so I, I always mispronounce it. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's La Waffle Mott. Right. Well, that is our acronym. We are a podcast, and if you want to subscribe on um, whatever you use podcasts, you have to use the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But once you do that, you can subscribe. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. You click it. There's a stream. Uh, if you can pull it off, you can do it on your apps. Every Sunday, we are on 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific California Time, and... Uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. 
Carl, what's the movie this week? We are watching Cannonball Run, 1981. Cannonball Run. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. Your favorite. Good luck. And we like the channel Movies After Midnight. It's movie with then a Z. Okay. After Midnight. It's really easy. Listen, none of we solved this whole L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's just capital M, lowercase O, capital V, lowercase I, lowercase E, capital Z, lowercase A, lowercase F, lowercase T, lowercase E, lowercase L, capital M, lowercase I, lowercase D, capital N, lowercase I, capital G, lowercase H, capital T. It's that simple. That is the channel we like. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been on since August. Uh, 2020. Yeah, that's kind of recent. And look, 38,000 views with such yeah. a recent. Okay, so you cannonball is one word because you're not a dummy. You already knew that. And then run dash 1981. And then an irrelevant dash at the end. Put that in your search engine and you will find. It's cool, man. It's stylistic. You got the two hyphens on either end, man. Right. It looks like a cat. Whiskers. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as Carl just said, go ahead, find the link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, so you have zero, zero, zero. And uh, we're very grateful. As we mentioned, Uni Radio, you can go ahead and donate. That's all we ask. That's our only ad today to Muni Radio. We're going to Venmo and go give uh, 20 bucks to add Muni Radio. Uh, thank you guys so much for the GoFundMe and the uh, funds and also thank you to the city of San Francisco and County of San Francisco yes. for helping out artists in the Bay Area, but we have reached our goals for 2020s and we'll be hearing us complain in 2021. So we look forward to that uh, doing it. So anyway, uh, we before us, we have a show called The Edge of Insanity, which I think it's on hiatus, Carl. No, uh, really? This, yeah, but they're gonna, best of. So check out some best ofs uh, and uh, it's hosted by Paul Brumba, who is also our countdown king. And here he is in robot form. Please give it up All for right, the so Paul Brumbaugh. Let's get Brumbaugh. this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Uh, the good old classic movie 20th Century Fox logo. Nothing possibly could go wrong with this movie. Uh-oh. This is a service outside the movie house. There's a car chase on the 20th Century logo. There's a car chase on the 20th Century Fox logo. Aha, uh-huh, cops got it. That was Burt Reynolds' laugh. We'll hear a lot of it. It's nothing like hearing the stars laugh at their own movies. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Hal Needham. I love right. Hal Needham. He was Smokey and the Bandit. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. And you know what? He made a bunch of TV movies, the Smokey and the Bandit, without Burt uh, Reynolds. So he knew how to hang on to that property. Yeah, it was a franchise. 
We have an all-star cast here tonight. Uh, we want to mention that LWAFLMOYT, uh, if you go over to our Facebook page, Let's Watch Full Life Movie on YouTube, you'll see links. But we did a the second unofficial second sequel of Cannibal Run, a delightful little film called Speed Zone. Remember that, Carl? 1989. And I didn't know that it was unauthorized. Uh, I thought it was part of the franchise. Maybe that's why they didn't say Cannonball Run, right? Right. Well, you know, the winner of the previous race in Speed Race, of course, was the winner from Cannibal Run 2. Uh-oh. She cannot drive 55, nor <laughs> can she resist tagging shit. Awesome. <laughs> what is that? Hagar, right? Hagar? Yes, I mean, Hagar. So yeah, there was Cannonball Run in two in '84 and Speed Zone in '89, and in 2011 there was a video game, The Need for Speed, which has got the same sort of plot. But check this huh. out: um, they have bought the rights to this film, Paramount, and they're they're going to do another one. Oh, great! I look yeah. forward to it. Look at this all-star cast. If you you know. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, of course, won't be in it, but they'll figure it out, right? Did Don right. DeLuise well, pass away? Will, will uh, Don DeLuise be in it? Is he gone? Did he pass? Will Bianca Jagger be in it? Yeah, Holly right. Cone? Tell me, tell me. Will at least Who's Jimmy the, the Greek Snyder be in it? Oh, Carl, will Mel Tillis be in the remake? Please tell me. How about that guy? You know that guy. He's really funny. His name is... Uh... Okay, let's talk seriously now. Jackie Chan is still alive. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, I think the son of... of uh... Gosh, is Pete F Peter Fonda still alive? Valerie Perrine? I don't know if actually this might be a pretty... Terry Bradshaw is still alive. He Terry Bradshaw is still alive. Uh, Alfie Wise. This is a great cast. Yeah, but it they're is. wasted on no. this film. You know, Burt Reynolds said this was his biggest mistake, this film. He, he doesn't like this film? He did it for all the wrong reasons. He couldn't say no to $5 million. Now, $5 million in 84 is probably like $15 million right. today. So he couldn't say no. Listen, your stuntman who helped you since the 50s says, I'm going to direct you in a film, and here's 15 million uh, 2020 uh, equivalent money. Mm -hmm. People are like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I love movies. And of course, movies is sort of for motion picture movies because it's not like a normal picture. It's in motion. Oh, I see. I got yes, it. A movie. And this is the best movie ever made because all it is is one long car race. <laughs> Everyone's moving. Look, constantly moving. It's the perfect motion picture. Okay, now Dom DeLuise is late to work. Late to work. And why is he late to work? Because his hamster had a panic attack. Now watch, funny joke. He's going to spill his coffee when Burt Reynolds screams. You're late. <laughs> wow, look at Burt. He looks classic. Yeah. Um, they um they kept the shooting to 14 days so it would fit with Bert's schedule. Like Hal Needham just did every, anything he could to make Bert say yes. They shot this movie in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know this is all practical effects. We're not going to watch a single CGI shot. So people drove like cross country. How do these race movies start? They always end in Santa Monica Pier, right? 
Yeah, well, uh, that's where we end. Uh, and you've brought that up in other films, too. Like, a movie is cheap if it involves Santa Monica beer. I actually, yeah, I, I hate to say it. I just feel like it's a cheap take to go to Venice Beach and just, you know, uh, we saw the Honey and the Naughty that was shot there. Uh, Southland Tales was shot there, which is an interesting but failed movie. And uh, a lot of Surf Nazis Must Die, I believe, was, was shot there, the trauma film. And oh, uh, trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah, the trauma film. Which <laughs> trauma to watch? The uh, uh, Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin. Romy and Michelle, they lived there, but I like that movie. I had, uh, Dana Carvey, he, one of his films, he lived there. You know, it goes on. Now, Mixed Nuts, I love Steve Martin. Is that, oh, I got to tell you a plot point. Okay. Just, uh, Don DeLuise just mentioned him, and Burt Reynolds freaks out about it. Like, we don't discuss him. So we'll see what that is later. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? This Jimmy guy, the Greek. If you, yeah, he was, Jimmy so Greek. He was a, like a New York Post columnist. He was a famous bookie who became a celebrity TV bookie during the 70s. Like, right. Merv Griffin would bring him on, I guess. And he'll say, oh, yeah, the Rams are a lock. Uh, or, right? Am I, am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're, that's right. And I think Jimmy the Greek was the one who uh, said that black people are the superior athletes. And he got into a lot of trouble for saying that. That's right. That was after this movie. Yeah, that was after this movie. So right now they're talking about betting on, okay, now we hear a heroic voice, which is Dom DeLuise saying, nothing can stop us now. And then there's a bunch of cops that stop him. <laughs> Bird is frustrated. Now, uh, here is go, him. Smokey. We don't talk about him, and we're about to meet him. Ta-da! Oh. Oh, my Captain God. Captain Chaos. This film is not believable at all, Carl. That's right. Take me out to a nice dinner, you go to the movie house, and this is the film we watch. <laughs> this film did great at the box office in 81, great at the box office. Well, I'll tell you the story. My brother and I saw this. My parents dropped us off in a New Jersey uh, movie multiplex. I think it was in Bergen County, mm -hmm. and the place was packed. And when all the contestants came out to the starting line, the people in front of us said, hey, those are the winners. I saw this movie already. <laughs> and Adam said he didn't hear it, but I heard it, and it was the winner's effect. So the movie was ruined for me. Now, this movie ruins itself because the winners are supposed to be. Oh, I'm not even mentioning uh, Dean Martin. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Dean Martin here. Yeah. Now, we saw a movie with Dean Martin. Oh, uh, Kiss Me Stupid. Kiss Me Stupid. One of the. I love that film, Kiss Me Stupid. It was well done. Uh, it was the wife of Ray. Oh, Ray Walston. Well, Ray Walston was the hero, but he was the third choice, as you recall. They went through three other guys, two other guys, before <laughs> they finally settled on him. And you, know, what, you know what? Is this story interesting? Who were the two other guys? Was it David Koresh and the Unabomber? Was it uh, Charles Ranson? <laughs> and they uh, finally yeah. settled on. <laughs> Who was this? Who was the co-star in Grumpier Old Men in uh, the Odd Couple? Oh, Lemon or, or yeah, uh, Jack uh, Lemon. Jack Lemon's wife was the wife in that film. That oh. was a great film. The um, the one who pretended to be the wife was uh, from Jersey. She had her Jersey accent, and Dean Martin was trying to just you he didn't know, care. 
He was just ready to. Okay, here's a funny, funny joke in which what's happening is Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are trying to talk about how can they win the cannonball? They've got to have some sort of car that is not a cop magnet. As a matter of fact, it should even be um, to their advantage, you know, to get around the cops. What's happening now is he's going in to buy some beer. He's like, you stop here. I'm going to get some beer. So is this product placement in the movie? Is it Budweiser? Budweiser. It's Budweiser, but I don't think it's product placement. A lot of, like, wasn't Smokey, like, kind of smuggling Coors beer from fucking That was product placement. It was Coors, yeah. But it was regional back then. That was the whole myth of Coors is that it was, like, you had to, like, bootleg it out of Colorado. Right. Drinking, you know. That's exactly and, uh, right. Paul Newman loved it. Okay, now we have Roger Moore, but he's not James Bond. He's, he's Seymour. Roger Moore. Yeah. And so this was 80, and he still made a bunch of Bond movies after er, after this. Yes, yes. He was including Moonraker. Yeah, oh, the classic, Bond Goes to Outer Space. Now, this is his name is Seymour Goldfarb Jr., and this is his mother complaining that he's always pretending to be a spy. And... Roger Moore is essentially going to say, you know too much, mother. And he's going to try to shoot him. Does he think he's Roger Moore, the character? No, he, I don't know. He pretends that he's the movie star all the time. That's funny. Put up audio because he goes, in my business. Uh, See the gun? Yeah. Under your pillow this morning. What is the meaning of this? The meaning, mother dear, is a quick death. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't he in both? No, trip? listen, listen. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> All right, ahead. You see, in my business, even the deepest family relationships aren't worth it. Do, 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 boo, boo. Zyka Zip, mama. Bang! Where did I go wrong? Yeah. Oh no! He said yeah. it wasn't worth a farthing, and back then there wasn't yeah. the euro yet, and and that was a German penny essentially. Uh, okay, so now Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, and they're the stars of our film, even though it's star-studded. They're again on another crazy vehicle trying to Luis, figure out yeah. what's the best way to go across country. Crazy vehicle indeed. They're on a boat, and prior to that, they're on a boat, and prior to that, they were on a airplane, and mm-hmm. prior to that, they were on a car. They're race car, a race car. So they're racing themselves to the race. No, it's still not time for the race. They're trying to come up with what would be the best vehicle to not be a cabinet cop magnet and even evade the cops <laughs> and they get an idea right now inside the ambulance i wonder what yeah. it is now no, let's he's gonna do his stupid laugh so we should listen i don't want to uh, he right how far is the hospital about 10 miles oh yeah how long it takes to get there you can smoke through traffic like shot through a gun in this thing. So that tells them, hey, they get an idea. We could be an ambulance. Uh-huh. And we could drive fast. Is- there we go. Oh, there's the left. 
right. So Burt Reynolds is so in love with himself. Jackie Chan. You know, he thinks that that's so funny, and so does everyone around him, including the director. That laugh you do is great. Oh, you know, it sold tickets, that laugh. People just wanted to watch him laugh. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, finally we get to Jackie. Yeah, yeah we should... there was a, the financing, uh, there was a Hong Kong f- uh, company called Golden Harvest Films. Sure. The 20th Century Fox distributed, but the money was Golden Harvest Films. They agreed to do this if Jackie Chan could be in it. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the main uh, title. He was the main star when they, when they uh, showed it theatrically. He was on the poster and everything. Well, this was, this is his only his second uh, Hollywood movie. We and did what's the funny, first one. We did the first one, The Big Brawl. You were there that night. It was a, a, a special guest, Hatch, was here. Ah, Hatch. I love him. The oh, Big Brawl, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And that it was, was a, a gangster movie with roller skating. And him doing like, uh, you know, martial arts. It was terrific. That was it, it absolutely no sense. There was a big like old timey boxer at the end, and he had to fight him. Like it was, uh, you know, the ones with the mustache curls, and they they box circular motion. Yeah, yeah. So what we're getting now is funny jokes that like everything's screwing up, and the car isn't working, and then it's malfunctioning. Okay, now we're gonna get Jamie Farr. <laughs> From MASH, TV's now, MASH. Right, but the thing is, this is all before our modern age of, of post 9-11, you know? So we're gonna uh-huh. get, like, you you can't believe he's saying, I spit in a thousand camel's eyes and all this stuff that's like, you. I don't think he would do it today. Oh, no, well, yeah, you do. And then you'd be like, we're politically incorrect. <laughs> Cancel our culture. <laughs> By the way, that's my voice for any time. Anyone who does that. Uh, I just uh, put on Facebook, cancelers should be canceled. Mind your business. You know, I, I read that. I'm, a, I'm upset, Carl. I didn't get my big reaction I was hoping for. I was hoping they would all <laughs> pile on me. You're like, nope. I wanted a million likes, and all you got was 500,000. Oh, I thought it was going to be fights, like angry. Like... <laughs> Yeah. As if, as if I was a uh, a boomer, you know, uh-huh. speaking my mind. Now she's famous, and I don't know who it is. I should yeah. know. Yeah. Well, welcome to us. Jamie Farr's character was in all three movies, including Speed Zone, and that's the reason yep. why Speed Zone is connected to these films. He won the second race in Cannibal Run Two, and then and Speed Zone. We watched it. He yeah. was at the beginning at the party, and you're like, ah, here's previous year's winner. He's like, yeah. That's right. I'm dancing like an old-time boxer. Woo-hoo. Now, uh, this is Bert, Bert Convy, and he was like a game show host, and he was in also – he was in Semi-Tough, which I think was another Burt Reynolds. Another Burt Reynolds movie. The World According to Garp, The Shaggy DA. Oh, I love Shaggy DA. Yeah. And, um, but he was also a games, what he is, is here is like a multi-million dollar millionaire. Today's world would be a billionaire. And here he is doing crazy things like parachuting with the motorcycle. And there's like people there like, ah, hope that motorcycle doesn't hit me in the head. 
Check out that. It's Richard Branson, ladies and gentlemen. I opened up a Virgin Megastore. <laughs> Wait, Virgin? Vir it's it's oh. yeah, Virgin. He's that's a good, good parallel. That's what they're trying to do here. God is there. So here is definitely a promo. Hawaiian tropic, tropics is everywhere in this film. Now this is lock, stock, and barrel. It's like a a motor in kind of place, and it's where the real race. The first race ever actually started in New York City, but the other ones started in Connecticut at this place, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And the guy who wrote this I'll need was him, right? his idea. Brock Yates is the guy who wrote it. This whole race was his idea. Uh, damn it. Look, oh, there's the Hawaiian Tropics models. There's now, put up the, the sound because he stutters. Okay, Bradshaw. There he is. Perfect. That's better than hot. 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 That's better and when he sings, he does not stutter. Oh, but he does have a stutter? Oh, a oh. crazy stutter. Here's oh. Farrah Fawcett. Oh, she is be literally behind the camera this time. Ooh, ah. it was a turn. Oh, looking good, Carl. Nice hair. Now, she loves trees, and they're making fun of tree hugger kind of liberal people here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's um, uh, a lumberjack. <laughs> this guy is somehow he's part of some government organization and he's going to go up there and rave against the car and when he does a car will crash into his little <laughs> Carl, let's always, you're not really hey, listen someone already ruined this movie for me all right 30 yeah. years ago right I in the beginning yeah no 38 years ago sorry mm. right 29 years ago my man 29 years ago well, you know, The Kevin Run 2 is the last movie that had Frank Sinatra, Dino, and Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Which one? Cannibal 2 had those? Yeah. I have have never seen these except for Speed Zone, which you made me watch. <laughs> well, Hal Needham is like, a, he's a famous stuntman, but he, to my eyes, he's one of the best directors out there. And in the early 80s, he made 10 films, most of them with Burt Reynolds, like The Stroker yeah. Face. Uh, right. Smoking the Bandits. And I think the third one they even had him. I'm not sure if Needham directed it, but he was a fundamental stunt double during the 50s. But he wrote a book recently. He passed away, but about maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a book called My Life as a Stuntman. And he explained how in the 50s, what he did as a stuntman didn't really touch his directing, I guess. But he was brought up on Carson, like, as a stuntman. And they talked to him, like, that's the director of fucking Stroker A. Show some respect to it. But they had like Johnny Carson, uh, uh, I guess it was archival. It was before the eighties, but he was like, yeah, uh, let's get a stuntman out here. And it was Hal Needham. But his humor is really like just, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's dumb. It's funny, but it's dumb. <laughs> One of the things Hal Needham did was put bloopers in the closing credits. He did it for Smokey and the Bandit too, And Jackie Chan says this inspired to do this at the end of most 